You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. And we'll look at verses uh, 32 through 37. Acts chapter 4, verse 32, the Bible says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles the witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. If I can, let's uh, have a prayer for our message. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Wyatt, his family, for this church, uh, Fellowship Baptist Church, reaching Clark Lake and being an influence here. Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight, help us to uh, receive the message and to uh, make it an application to our life, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So here in verse 36, I'll just move right along here. The Bible talks of a man named Joseph. But we probably know him more by his nickname, or as it is here said, he was surnamed Barnabas. Kind of interesting, that name Joseph, it seems like a mix between Joseph and Moses, so you get Joseph. But Barnabas, it gives us a clear uh, definition of what his name means. It says, verse 36, the son of consolation. If you want to go further on it, it means son of exhortation or son of comfort, or son of encouragement. And never was a name so fitting to a man because he lived up to what his name meant. I looked up my own name and wondered what it meant. Uh, My name means gift from God. It's the Scottish form of John. John means the grace and mercy of the Lord, or Jehovah has been gracious or has shown favor. You probably by now wondered about my wife, about her name, Zarina starts with a C and a Z, and uh, her mother actually got that from a Russian word. Imagine that. The Russian word is same, Zarina, but with only one N. That word means wife of a Russian czar, an empress, or a princess. So I tell my wife that I'm God's gift to her, and she's my queen, my princess. So it works out good. So have you ever wondered what is the meaning of your name? As we look here tonight, just a few moments Let us look exactly at the man named Barnabas. First of all, we see Barnabas and his commitment. Verse 34, Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. They laid them down at the apostles' feet. Verse 36, it mentions Joseph. Then verse 37, it says that he had land, he sold it, And brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Could you imagine if the Christians in America did that today? If they sold all of their possessions, if they had land and they sell it and they gave it to the church. You know, what we do with our possessions says much about our relationship with Christ. 
You know, are we trying to build a, a career for ourselves, trying to build up our own name? Or are we using our talents? Are we using our gifts for the cause of Christ? Do we truly give God the glory for working in our lives, for the abilities, for the talents that he gives us? This man, Joseph, he sold this land, Barnabas. He gave it to the apostles. He was very committed. Uh, these, uh, the, the, the people of the church, the Philippines, they're very committed. And uh, they want to, we call it a first fruit offering because they want to give a whole month salary of their paycheck and give it to the church. Honestly, I, I look at that and I look at my, my paycheck and that's, that's very hard. But uh, I'm going to give as much as I can. The Bible says that, that uh, we'll see, I'll turn there. First John 3, 18. It says that we should love in deed and in truth. Basically, it means that our actions should mean more than our words. Jesus said of the Pharisees, of the scribes, Matthew 15, 7, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, it's one thing to say, I am a Christian, I am a follower of Christ, I, I am faithful to church, faithful in giving, but are you just a Christian in name only, or is your true nature, are you truly a Christian, do your actions show us that you are a Christian? We all know of the verses in Malachi, will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have you robbed thee, in tithes and offerings? Let's be faithful in our giving. Let's be faithful to church. But let's make sure, not just on the outside, not just in name only, but truly we are Christians. Truly we are committed, like this man named Barnabas. Go to Acts chapter 11. Not only was Barnabas committed, sold his possessions. You know, it's funny. When uh, me and my wife, when, while well, the night before we flew to Manila, I was up all night. As a matter of fact, I never slept because I was so busy packing up all of our things in boxes and making sure the next day our house would be empty and uh, we would be getting rid of that house. But then it felt like, felt like I was one of the disciples uh, where Jesus said, take nothing, take no script and go on with just your staff and just with the sandals on your feet. It almost felt like that for us. But Barnabas, what else is he known for? Acts chapter 11 uh, verse, let's see here, verse 20, verse 20. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was, uh, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth who? Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Now, let's look closely here. Verse 23. Who, Barnabas, when he came and had seen the grace of God and was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith and much people was added unto the Lord. Amen. Barnabas and his encouragement. Remember the meaning of his name? The son of consolation, the son of comfort, the son of encouragement so he came to this church uh this new church in antioch and he came it says that he uh saw the grace of god he was glad he exhorted them and it says that much people was added unto the lord 
So the church in Jerusalem sent Barnabas to encourage the church to maybe check on Antioch. It says that they heard of the, uh, the tidings of what was happening. Verse 22, Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they decided to send Barnabas to, to check on it. But then Barnabas was there not just to check on it, but he encouraged them in the Lord. You know, I can say, uh, Pastor White, what a great encouragement he is, coming to the Philippines, spending all the money, helping us with the tent revival, and encouraging the Filipino pastors there, the Filipino Christians. Now, this is very interesting. We have a short time here. Verse 25, it then says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Now, Saul enters into the picture. If you just go backwards, Two chapters to chapter 9, we get the uh, chapter of Saul where he's on the Damascus road where he meets Jesus, a great light shone about him. And for three days, for three nights, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't eat, uh, he's blind. And then God sends a prophet his way, uh, tells them uh, exactly what he needs to do. And then we look in chapter 9, we're looking in uh, verse 19. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed. This is the same Saul that came to persecute the church. It says that he wreaked havoc on the church. Look at verse 22. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. Verse 26, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, and believed not that he was a disciple. So you mean to say that James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, a part of the, we could say, the inner circle of Christ, they did not accept Saul. They did not believe, it says, that he was a disciple. Meaning Peter, Peter the one who preached at Pentecost, who was, who was confident, brave, and bold. He did not accept Saul. But notice here, the next verse, verse 27. But who? But Barnabas. Now isn't that very interesting? But Barnabas took him and brought him to the, uh, to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of of Jesus. So of the 12 apostles, well at that time really 11, Judas Iscariot killed himself, but then they added Matthias. But of those disciples, none of them truly believed that Saul was a disciple. Only one person did. That was Barnabas. Let's see here, verse 30. Which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. So now Saul is in Tarsus. If we go back, chapter 11. Verse 25, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. So Saul this whole time is in Tarsus and Barnabas remembers, oh, I, re I know Saul. I should bring him here to Antioch. I, I should bring him here and, and we can do great things together. And that's exactly what they did. Verse 26, and when he, Barnabas, had found him, Saul, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So for how many years? Uh, a whole year 
It's Barnabas and Saul. Amen. How, how Barnabas, he went to seek, for to seek Saul, brought him from where he was and brought him to Antioch. And together they taught these people. And it's interesting, after teaching the people, then they were called Christians. Because, I want to say because of the influence of Barnabas and the influence of Saul. This is probably the, uh, the greatest point here of this message is Barnabas was there for Saul. James and John, they were not there. Peter never helped him. The Bible says, but Barnabas took him. He helped him. Here it says, uh, uh, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. What was Barnabas' name? The son of consolation, the son of comfort, the, the son of exhortation, the son of encouragement. So wow, Barnabas encourages a whole church and then Barnabas goes out and gets this one man, brings him to Antioch and encourages him also. You see, there was a Barnabas there to help and encourage Saul. You know what we need sometimes in our life? We need a Barnabas, amen? We need a friend, a pastor, someone who can help and encourage us. Maybe someone to visit us or check on us if we are ever absent from church or sick or even backslidden. Amen? Isn't that amazing? What a dynamic duo. What a team. Because as they, as they go on later in the, in the book of Acts, they become the Barnabas and Saul team. Eventually, Saul changes his name to Paul. And then I don't know if you ever noticed, Later on, in the later chapters, it then switches. It then becomes the Paul and Barnabas team. Could you imagine, what if Barnabas was not there for Saul? There would be no Paul. There would be no half of the New Testament. Possibly, possibly. Because there was one man who believed in him. One man who wanted to encourage this other man. That was Barnabas. Are you a Barnabas today? You know, not all of us can be a Paul. Not, not all of us can be a, a preacher or evangelist or missionary, but it's very easy to be a Barnabas, amen? It's easy to, as Pastor said, uh, to, to, you can write a note of encouragement to uh, the dear lady who's in, in uh, health problems, who's in need. You can all be a Barnabas. Two or three minutes left here. We'll finish with this. Barnabas, we see that he's committed, sold his land, gave it to the apostles. We see that uh, he is an encourager. He helped Saul, probably one of the greatest Christians in the Bible, in history. And then go to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, verse 36 says here, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. So here we know the story how, how the, it says the contention was so sharp that they went separate ways. That Barnabas took Mark and Paul took Silas. 
Now, I don't know for whatever reason why we don't hear of Barnabas anymore, but Barnabas, to the last reference mention of him, he's still true to his name. Because what happened to Mark? Mark, it says that he left the work, that he departed from them, and Paul thought not good to take them with him because he quit. He left them once before. Paul said, wondered, he's, he might leave again. But what happened? This is interesting now. 2 Timothy, this will be our last verse, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Later in Paul's ministry, he says something amazing about Mark. 2 Timothy 4, verse 9, Do thy diligence to come sorely unto me. Verse 10, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians, to Galatia, Titus, unto Dalmatia. Verse 11, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark, the same Mark, that Paul did not want to take with him on his missionary journey. The same mark that the contention was so sharp between him and Barnabas, they left. But now Paul, he says, take Mark, bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. What happened? Barnabas, he forgave his, this Mark. He forgave Mark. Even though Mark left, even though Mark quit, Barnabas, he was such an encourager. He said, no, Come with me. And then Paul writes this later on in 2 Timothy. Take Mark because he is profitable to me for the ministry. I wonder when he writes that. I wonder if he remembers Barnabas. I wonder if he remembers that Barnabas was the one that took him, you could say, under his wing. Barnabas was the one that helped Paul in his Christian life. You know, there's a saying that no man is an island. That... What you are today is all of the parts of all of the people who have invested in you, who have loved you, who have helped you along in your life, in your Christian life. My dad has said that Mark, he is a second chance missionary. He left the first time, but the second time he came back. He was profitable for the ministry. Mark, he's the same one that said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So I wonder, what is the meaning of your name? Are you living up to your name? If not, try to live up to the name of Barnabas. Amen. He was committed. He was an encourager. And he helped people in the ministry. He was a forgiver. So I hope that helps you tonight. Um, if we can, let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.